0: and welcome to the Demand Matrix podcast series, Sunny Side Up. I'm Paroma. I'll be your host for the day. Hi, Peter. Welcome to the Demand Matrix podcast, Sunny Side Up. It's lovely to have you here today. How are you?
1: Thank you, It was Very nice to uh, talk to you as well.
0: Great. So let's begin with you telling the audience about yourself and, of course, about Zuan and your role as CEO over there.
1: Okay. So we're going back a few years now, but uh, my background is... Uh, in mechanical engineering, trained in that area to start off with and had a very keen interest in motorsport, Formula One, single-seater racing, and all of those sort of things. So while that's been going on, I've been working on sponsorship and general PR and marketing and so on. I think that's what's given me a sort of engineering approach to marketing, and that sort of set the scene for my career since then. Certainly when I reached 30, I was determined to have my own business and uh, started the company to specialize in database marketing. So uh, the rest, in a way, is history. It's interesting to see how things have evolved since then. Obviously, in those early days, there really wasn't too much computer power. So it was very basic that we were owned by an advertising agency group and uh, we could see the amount of money being spent above the line on traditional media advertising and poster sites, TV, and so on. And uh, our sort of database marketing approach could get really good results, particularly in the business-to-business space without anything like the millions of dollars being spent above the line. So that's very much the background, a practical approach, an engineering approach to marketing, if you like.
0: So what's a typical day at work like for you?
1: A typical day, if I'm office-based, It's going to be a mixture of things, really. So I like to join quite a few client calls just to hear how Mm -hmm. things are going and get their feedback. I think that's invaluable. And, you know, you think you've developed the ultimate product and it doesn't need any more development, but there are always new ideas coming through. So we very much like to keep our ears to the ground to uh, pick up on those comments. I think going back to my sporting background, we're very competitive on the sales side. So it's always good to listen in and help the sales team with their calls and likewise get a comparison from prospective customers who may have had demonstrations from our competitors. So we like to feed that back in. And then the the sort of third aspect of my day is liaising with the technical team, and the constant battle to get things finished earlier and get more things developed than we ever have the capacity to do. So that's my mix of activities in the day.
0: Pretty interesting. So this is a slightly bit more technical question. When it comes to maintaining lead data quality, especially in CDP, CRM systems, what are the big gaps that you see in the B2B marketplace especially?
1: Well, if you go on to what our business does, the Zuant application has really developed because some of the basic things in business-to-business marketing have existed Mm -hmm. through my career and they, they don't change. So salespeople hate having to go home in the evening and update through their laptop on the CRM system that are often very slow and clunky and it's just not part of the job they enjoy doing, so they don't generally do it. Likewise, show workers, even decades later, are given lead scanners to use to scan badges in a trade show booth. And that doesn't do anything other than capture a contact name. So instead of that, they pull out a notebook and start capturing notes with a pen and paper. So those are the two things that we try and change with Zouan, both really as a, it's like a Swiss army knife, if you like. adapts to suit the environment, whether it's a trade show or for the salespeople on the road who just want a really easy system to use on their iPhones or iPad. That's really what we're doing.
0: Right. So what are the privacy norms and issues in this area for mobile data capture? And how does Suant observe this?
1: Well, this is something that actually has probably been our largest ever single development investment. Mm -hmm. It's involved quite a few of our guys over a sort of burst, a final burst of two years leading up to May 25th last year when the the new GDPR laws came into place in Europe. And really what we've tried to do is create something which is really nice and light and easy to use by our our user base, salespeople, show workers and so on. So the whole GDPR opt-in side is really nice and easy to do, but in the background is extremely powerful. I don't think many companies have thought how they're going to control personal data on mobile devices that salespeople use when they're on the road, Mm. online, offline. So that's really been the core of what we've been doing. We're managing those devices from the cloud so that we can um, handle data access requests for deleting records that we now have to do under GDPR. So I think that puts us in a very good position globally where mm-hmm. quite a few of the laws are changing now on a state-by-state basis. I know California has got new privacy laws coming into place. So it's been a big investment. I think we're now um, in a much stronger position as a result. Mm-hmm.
0: And what trends do you see in B2B marketing and sales when it comes to data consumption?
1: There are some trendy things, aren't there, like the term sales 2.0 and 3.0. But really, I still see there's a big opportunity for systems that take activities that are coming in from the web, share that with an inside sales team, and then develop relationships with prospective customers, before the salespeople get engaged, so there's still the big opportunity is to have one platform that takes that activity all the way from the web through to your inside sales team and out to the sales force, so that there's a really good quality process when dealing with new new customers and existing customers, so it's joining mm-hmm. together those platforms in one smooth process I think it's still still the big opportunity.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about personalization because, um, especially in account-based marketing, uh, which is a big deal in ABM, and ABM is a big deal in B two B marketing. How does mobile data capture, lead data capture, help here?
1: Well, I think ABM is is great, and obviously, in a way, in business to consumer marketing, it's it's easier to apply. Um, business to business gets more complicated so it's actually asking where the data is going to come from in the first place where is that fine data about someone's preferences going to be captured so actually mobile has a really big role to play here contact profiles in business to business it's all about a discussion and getting to know and build that relationship with people so we ask people about what sports they're interested in what the holiday preferences are and then depending on how teams do and and the news in that arena you can then blend your business to business correspondence and discussion based on that background that you're gathering.
0: So what are the biggest mistakes marketers in B2B should avoid when uh, breaking all of this down and analyzing it?
1: It's very easy to look at a slug of data on its own with, and not have the real context. You know, it's not just a flat mm-hmm. file. So the first starting point, and it's such a basic mistake, is not to split it up into the different types of data. So, you know, who are your VIPs? Who are your regular customers? Who are your first time mm-hmm. customers? Who are prospects that are using your competitors' product? And at that point, analyzing the data and working out what the journey, the marketing journey should be to really communicate with those people in a completely different way. So that goes right. back to your earlier back point about personalization. Mm-hmm. So often we see companies just take, you know, big files of companies and contacts and not break it down into these very distinct target groups before going further.
0: That's, of course, some very interesting insight. Can you talk about some of the tech leaders or especially B2B companies, B2B leaders that Zuant has recently helped and how?
1: Well, there are companies, large companies like Verizon, for instance, that Zuant mm-hmm. has been applied to during the last two or three years. They've come from that sort of classic case at trade shows and exhibitions and events where They've had different systems being used at different shows, and there's been no way to pull that data together in a consistent way. So, um, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: by just applying our Zoom platform as a standard process for those events, they've come up with some startling results, you know, literally first of all interestingly generating more leads than they ever have before you know that goes Mm -hmm. against what you would think you'd think you'd have more leads on sort of lighter systems but actually having one platform means you're capturing far more you know maybe that's business cards that aren't being put in thousands pockets and going to the dry cleaners you know whatever the reason yes double the number of leads generated and Mm -hmm. on those they've converted something i think the statistic is um, 270 percent more lead going through to sales just in the first year so technology if applied correctly can be a nice light approach that's easy to use but give you some really good results
0: absolutely what kind of uh, since you spoke about technology what kind of martech or sales tech products do you think would gain more attention this year in especially, again, B2B marketing, because that's a core well, interest area for us here as well.
1: I think that, uh, going back to my earlier point, this process flow from web to inside sales to sales is um, a, you know, a clear opportunity for some of the call center, cloud-based software systems. So we partner with a company um, in that area called New Voice Media that's had great success, mm-hmm. now floated with with big investments in Silicon Valley and they're in that sort of prime position to link in with products like Zouant at trade shows that then need follow-up of leads and also they can be embedded into Salesforce.com as well. So it's starting to break down those barriers between different systems so that you've got a really smooth flow of data through a logical process and taking that customer journey in the way that us as individuals you know, the way we would like to be treated.
0: We've had a very interesting conversation about mobile lead data capture here today. And uh, we appreciate the time that you've spent with us. Are there any key takeaways or words of advice you'd like to give our audience, especially the young millennials, the young marketers coming onto the scene now today? Is there anything you'd like to share with them?
1: Well, I think it always comes back to, particularly in business to business, getting the real basics, right in your marketing communications and you know it's looking at getting your teams together so at the moment in a lot of companies you've got separate silos you'd have an event manager looking after your events and making sure sure the trade show booth looks good and so on but they ought to be talking to the sales teams to say right how can we use that presence to generate more business you know let's look at our segmented data and say well we greet a VIP on the booth. We need to take them through to a certain area and, and um, you know, greet them properly. Or a new prospect needs to be treated in a completely different way. So let's sit down, not just with sales. You've got the events team, the sales management. Let's get the marketing management together and say, okay, what pre-marketing can we do before an event to target mm-hmm. the right people and deal with them correctly? So it's just really basic planning. And then mm-hmm. I love the term sort of streamlining the CX, the customer experience. And I sort of go back to treating people the way you'd as individuals would like to be treated. And that it's not mm-hmm. just for events or the salespeople. It's also, you know, the call center. Don't put everyone through a call center hell where they have to wait for ages to get through and you're pressing button A to get to three and then you queue somewhere else and then it cuts you off at the end use other media like click to chat which can be such a nice experience you know if you've got a question you can chat to someone have that chat center resource properly so you can actually talk to people the way we want to in our you know home lives you want car insurance or a quote for home insurance or something just going online and chatting rather than getting at a call center queue is one piece of advice the other one is Don't be frightened by the new privacy laws and GDPR. Take that as a really positive thing. You know, it allows you to record individuals' preferences so you then can market to them and communicate with them the way they want to be communicated with. You know, as a result, your sales will drop out of that process far more easily. Some uh, very simple basic advice that I think still plays today for a discussion with millennials or some of us old stages.
0: Absolutely. Peter, thank you so much for your time today. It was fun having you here and participate in our podcast.
1: Excellent. Appreciate the opportunity. Many thanks for